Hello and welcome to the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Great to have your company today. We've got a big show coming up and uh, we'll get straight into it. It's that time in the show where we welcome our uh, regular Patrick Morrow. How are you going, Patrick? Very good, mate. Very good, mate. Uh, just another week in the uh, world of me, living the, living the dream, basically. Uh, but all good. Uh, it's good to uh, see a lot more sport in the world, uh, you know, from the NFL to the NBA to the Grand Prix and uh, the cricket as well. So it's, uh, been, uh, it's been a really good week. And you've got some, uh, yes, it has, it has been a good week, plenty happening in the world of sport. And um, you've got some news for us this week, a number of different things from different sports. Uh, did you want to um, kick that off and uh, we'll, we'll hear from you about uh, what's been happening? Yeah, so firstly, we'll just start with the Grand Prix. Uh, I don't know if you saw Max on Sunday night, uh, our time, um, in Bahrain, Roman Grosjean, a uh, huge crash. Uh, fireball basically was uh, something out of the 70s out of Nicky Lauda type thing and uh, massive crash and he was luckily enough he survived and had uh, minor burns to his hands and uh, feet so he's in Roman Grosjean was in plaster and uh, he's looking like his recovery is really going great uh, it was seen at the pits today in Bahrain so uh, that's great to see and uh his replacement driver will be the grandson of two-time world champion. Uh, two-time world champion, his grandfather was Emerson Fidali. Uh, the grandson's name is Petro Fidali. He's come through the ranks, basically, uh, driving IndyCar and multiple, multiple other uh, racing uh, circuits. And he's the reserve driver for Haas, so he gets a run uh, this, uh, this uh, weekend. So good luck for him, and hopefully has a great and successful race. And uh, be good for good for Haas to see, you know, how he will go overall. And I think uh, it just shows you, you know, if you hang in there, you'll get there. And then, well, the big news the next day was in the Grand Prix, and, not a, and uh, I'm guessing you saw this, and there was international news around the world. Uh, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, he tests positive for COVID. So uh, that threw a mix. And um, what was funny, Toto Wolff was getting multiple uh, phone calls and messages from a lot of uh, F1 people and, what, funnily enough, one, one was coming from Jensen Button. So uh, he wanted to have a drive in the Mercedes. So um, in the end, they decided to go with the traditional route and going with George Russell. Uh, for running who George Russell, he drives for Williams. Williams and Mercedes has a connection with a, par- with a partnership, which they've had over for maybe 20 years now. Uh, and George Russell is going to make his debut in the Mercedes. So uh, it'll be great to see how he goes. Hopefully he goes good. Once again, you know, it'll be great to see a young talent come through the ranks and drive amazingly, hopefully... And maybe this time we might see, uh, we'll see, also we'll see a different person on the podium. So hopefully Hamilton get, also recovers from COVID. It's a shocking thing and hopefully that comes along. Uh, also, Williams will make a debut as well because Russell won't be in the number one driving spot. It'll be a guy called Jake Atkins, another Englishman. He's come through the ranks once again, basically kind of same thing, come through the ranks through FB2, FB3. So great to see there. And also Haas also made the announcement this week that Michael Schumacher's son, Mick Schumacher, will be driving for him next year. So uh, great to see there as well. So F1, a lot of F1 news this week. Uh, but we'll go on to some other things as well. Uh, the cricket, well, the Australia lost to India on uh, Wednesday night by 13 runs and uh, very unlucky there. But the T20 series starts tonight in Canberra, Max. So um, it's very interesting. Apparently, I've been hearing news that Ashton Agar is unlikely not to play. He's going to be injured. So um, apparently Mitch Dyer's coming back. And I wouldn't be surprised if they might go with Adam Zamper and Maxwell in the spin option. Uh, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, um, 
Thanks for those insights, Patrick. Uh, it's very interesting what's happening in the F1. Um, but to the cricket, um, it's going to be interesting how the T20s go. It's, it can go either way. Um, and obviously, there's always moving parts with team selection. Um, there's all these different combinations you can go with. So um, there's a lot of talent there anyway. So um, let's go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. The first, you know, the first game is crucial. India will be looking to uh, bounce back after a disappointing series, really. Like they, they sort of, the first two games, they got belted pretty much. Australia made big scores of over 350. Um, so they'll be, they'll come hard. And, and I can just imagine Virat Kohli, he'll be pretty fired up tonight. And he'll be wanting to, to get the Indians back up and uh, in winning spirits. Um, they are in winning, winning spirits the last time they met. They won India, so that was in the Canberra game. So it's going to be an interesting one, and India will be really fired up to um, to come out strongly, I think. And um, it's going to be just – I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's, um, there's plenty to look forward to, a lot, of, um, a lot of talent out there. And I wonder where Glenn Maxwell will bat, because obviously the one day as he batted at about seven, coming in at the end um, – if he bats at seven in T20s, he's not going to be here. He might be coming in for the last five balls. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. If he floats in the order, he comes in when there's about, I don't know, it depends how many overs are left. When do you want Maxwell coming out in a T20? What over do you reckon, Patrick? Well, yeah, well, it's a funny one. You've seen for the Melbourne Stars, he bats about four or five. Um, I would say that them also... You've got Darcy Short, who I say would open with Finch tonight. Um, but that's the talk. Uh, maybe Alex Carey might open. I don't know. It's one of the two. Matthew Wade. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Wade, Wade as well. I just forgot that. Yeah, Wade's, this... Wade's in the conversation as well. So See, there's a lot uh, of talent. There's a lot oh, of talent. Much, yeah, I know. The T20 format. The T20. Sorry, sorry to say this, but sorry to cut you off. Um, the T20 format is so complex in the batting lineup that you could have Maxwell anywhere. I think... Uh, especially the way he bats. I, I personally, I have him at four, but because um, he gets that launching pad in the, in the you know that middle block to maybe the ten to the fifteenth over, um, and then from there he can start going for it. I think um, it'll be interesting. Also, you've got Steve Smith in the team as well. So where do you <laughs> where do you find the number one ranked batsman in the world? <laughs> where do you put him in there? So it's all of hit all over the place. I think also the Indians uh, they'll be looking to win win the series. I know. I know the T20, like the T20 series don't really mean a lot in the context of world cricket, but if they get the jockeys there, that might give them the confidence for the test test matches, which they'll want to perform in uh, pretty well. And also just gives another tune-up, basically, for the Red Bull stuff. Mm, it's, um, it'll be interesting because, obviously, I think a lot of the Indians would have played in the IPL. Um, so they've got... <laughs> they've got the uh they've certainly got the the they're in sort of the T20 mindset at the moment it's i hope their brains haven't um almost expired just by the amount of T20 cricket they've been playing recently um but it's going to be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and um what was i going to say i cannot wait to see maxwell the way he's been batting is just so exciting um and uh yeah <laughs> There's a very good chance. Martin Grable's on a big ground, so there's a chance he could actually, I don't know, well, there's a chance he could hit the, the fastest 110 20 cricket tonight. You never know the way he's batting. So uh, 
be great to see. And also, just another quick mention for the Indian squad, uh, a guy called Washington Sender. Now, there's a bit of talk about him. Uh, fast bowler, left arm fast. Um, and there's a bit of talk about his pace and the way he bowls. So, uh, watch out him for not, watch him, watch out for him tonight. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, the uh, left hand, sorry, not left arm, left arm batsman, but right arm spinner. Apparently, uh, he's been a very quality cricketer. Yes, okay. Washington Sunder. That's one yeah. to look out for. Um, and Patrick, I've got a question for you about the F1. Who wins now that Hamilton's out? One of the, the all time champions of F1 racing. You know, dominating the scene this year, winning most races, coming first. Who, who's got who's got the spot now? Now Hamilton's not racing. Who takes the chocolates? Well, I'd say Valtteri Bottas. I say Valtteri Bottas, but uh, also Max Verstappen. Uh, those two would be the best at it. But uh, you know, you don't know because without there's been a lot of conversation that Mercedes engine is way too powerful. Anyone can be put in that car and drive the car. You know, you and I could drive the car and apparently we'll win. So um, there's this this idea that maybe George Russell might be looking at his first podium win at the same time, Bottas has the experience. So Bahrain's a, again, Bahrain's a very interesting circuit because it's not, not a lot of, a lot of, over, a lot of overtakes, uh, a long straight down the back. Um, also, you know, yeah, I think qualifying was very close. So it will be close again. Uh, the same kind of type of, um, circuit, so be interesting. Um, but I, I would seriously think it, it could be either Bottas, Verstappen, uh, you can throw in there Charles Leclerc as well. If Ferrari get on a roll as they normally do sometimes, uh, depending on what's going on with gearbox issues and you know power units. Also, look at the racing points; they're very capable. Perez and Stroll, uh, they were only inches away from getting podiums on the weekend uh, with Perez, you know, crashing. So, you know, those guys are not too far off it either. So it could be either them or you know it could be someone like a Pierre Gasly again who could come out of the clouds for Alpha Tauri and do the same thing again. So you just don't know until until we see the green lights go on Sunday night, our time. Uh, we, we won't know the result. But it, it, it'd be great. It's just going to be great to see an unpredictable race. And I think we haven't had that for a while, uh, not since Monza this year, which was quite uh, extraordinary. I think we've had one like that in a long time. So it'd be good again to see. And I think with 20, and this year, 2020, in its own right, it's been a crazy old year. So anything's possible. We could see someone that we've never seen before win it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even doubt I wouldn't doubt it that we're going to see someone completely different and it's going to be great for the sport. Even though, unfortunately, it's un- unfortunate circumstances uh, with Hamilton testing positive with COVID. Um, I just think it's going to be great to just see someone different with it because I think that keeps the sport half interesting. Well, not half interesting, just overall interesting for everyone. Absolutely. Um, I, I completely agree. And I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing... Um, the next race, and uh, I think it's in Bahrain um, on Monday morning um, at, at around 3 a.m. Um, but anyway, if, if I'm not up at that time, I can see the highlights, and um, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be interesting. There could be some good racing ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right, though. Bottas, he could just um, just tip away and uh, win easily with that Mercedes car. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Now, I wanted to ask you, Patrick, about um, your recent article in the Raw Sports uh, about Sean Abbott. Uh, and uh, the, the, the headline reads, why Sean Abbott deserves a cap against India. 
in Test cricket. Well, he's um, um, he's yeah, um, he said uh, he he got he got a game in the one dayers. Um, so your predictions, um, it's not far away from becoming true. Um, do you still are you still sticking with it? Yeah, hundred percent. I think he's very capable. Uh, as Mark Law was saying, he could actually bat number seven in a test test match. And I think a lot of people are commenting uh, on the raw, especially. I was saying, "Oh, where do you have Jai Richardson in your order?" And I'm going, "Well, which which Jai Richardson we're we talking about? If we're talking about the WA one, he's got back issues, and I don't think he'll. I don't think we'll see him in a baggy green for a while, just because of the whole bowling quartet. You know, you got Stark Hazelwood." Um, also, you know, they're, they're looking at Cummins, they're looking at Cameron Green, Nathan Lyon, you know, you've got those type of bowlers. But um, what, what my argument is that Sean Abbott's a better cricketer than, than Jai Richardson. Uh, looking, look, looking at his bowling stats, he's just had a better shield first month of cricket. Also, his batting's been really good. I'll take away the fact that they're playing on pure roads, and I'll be honest, it's, it's actually a road. Um, mm. Um, and the only and the only ones to really you know look and the only ones to look good on that was Sean Abbott and he's looked really good with the bat he's improved his batting and there's always been talk in the when he was a junior there's a lot of talk about him his batting was improving so you know why not give him give him a run if he goes bad well okay that's that's the that's what the selectors have to deal with but if he goes really good then we're all going oh that's the best pick of all time so you know I think he just deserves it I think he's worked his bum off ever since that horrible incident in 2017 with Philip Hughes um, he's just just gone to the next level in his cricket, and I think just giving him the reward. He's played well at Shield cricket. He's taken a six for on a road. He's made runs, um, and also you know this whole idea of you've got to make runs at Shield cricket to be selected. Well, the selectors should be saying that now. Stop with the double standards and just pick the people that deserve it. And I don't think I don't think Cameron Green. He looked ready. He looked very good on set on uh, Wednesday night in the one day game. But how would you go when it's you know? A red ball game, and there's you know the same argument for Sean Abbott. How's he going to go? But you know Abbott Abbott looked really good with the ball. Um, you know, do do they go do they go for someone like him, or do they go for Green? Will the argument you know? So the all rounder position, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have Abbott as the all rounder having a number eight in the batting. Uh, but you know the Australian team is pretty top heavy, top uh, you know all depth in their batting as well. You know everyone can bat, everyone's made runs, everyone's done something with the bat. So I think it doesn't matter really where he bats. I think it's more wor- more worry about do you have him as the fifth bowler? And I think you should have him as the fifth bowler. He's looked good with the ball all year in the Shield Shield season, and I think he well deserves one. And I think if he as a as a as a shocker has a shocker, and this argument, oh Michael Neeser should get picked. Well, Michael Neeser only swings the ball; he doesn't do anything else with it. That's my opinion, and. Uh, I just think the, the way Michael Michael Neeser hasn't really performed as well as what Abbott's done. Uh, if you look at the statistics, uh, Abbott's taken a lot more wickets. Neeser hasn't taken a lot more wickets, maybe because they played against different teams. Uh, I think New South Wales have played uh, they played Tasmania, Queensland, and uh, I think they might have played Victoria, and that got a draw. A WA, sorry, and that was a draw. WA was the draw game. Um, but if you look at those games, Abbott's been in those games with wickets. While Neeser's Neeser's played against you know the same oppositions and hasn't really performed as well. And I don't know if it's because of the ball, is it because the pitchers don't have grass on it? You know all that. So, but I just think Abbott's. I just think if you look, if you read the article, if you if, if you look at you know my comparison with Green and Abbott, I go well, just give Abbott a run. It might might pay off in the end, and hopefully it does. And he looked really good with the ball. He's looked he's taken a few wickets in the one day stuff. So you know. What's no harm trying in the test match? And, you know, this if he doesn't 
if he doesn't succeed, well, you've always got the next bloke to come through. And I think Australia's depth is so, so far that you could get away with playing someone like that for a game. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I don't think I'd play him in the day not test. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think the pink ball, I think the pink ball doesn't suit him. I think he's a, he's a more traditional red ball cricketer. Um, so I'd give him, I'd get him a chance for maybe the MCG where, you know, he bowled that line of length and, you know, he can get the ball to climb on the bat a bit more. And he bowls a heavy ball as well. Very similar to Hazelwood. Very, very similar with the action. Um, so, you That's know, a good, very, very... Yeah, it's a good point you make about um, not... At the MCG, the, the test side will need an extra bowler just because of mm-hmm. recent history, how flat that deck has been at the, um, at the Coliseum, the MCG. It's, uh, it's more than a road. It's... Um, it's it's crushed rock times it's a million. It's it's just <laughs> hard as anything. Um, it's it's, yeah, pretty, so, it's pretty sad when we're laughing. It's pretty sad when we're laughing about a pitch that's a pitch of the MCG we're talking about. It's a road, and uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny how we're all laughing about it. But it's pretty. If you look at the series side, you want if you want to have Test cricket or cricket in the relevance of sports still. I think uh, that's a question mark that needs to be discussed in a, in a further uh, discussion with Cricket Australia. They want to, yeah. if they want, well, they want to make sure the integrity of cricket's performing. Even look at the pitches at the uh, at the One Day Internationals; they were horrible. Um, and there's an article in the Raw actually wrote by another person, and I, I'm sorry if I missed the source, but he said, you know, uh, we can we should be concerned by the scores of what they're making, and I would be 100% agreeing with that. If you're if you're not able to get any Purchase with the ball, then why why are we even playing the game? Like I just yeah. don't get like you know this whole idea of batsmen need to have everything their way. Well, actually, get something for the bowlers at least keep it keep it half interesting. And I think the ICC would have to the ICC need to have a good look into how do countries make sure that their pitches and um, you know make them sustainable and also you know have something for the bowlers like. Um, as I'll just point out as well, New Zealand played the West Indies and they just, the second day today has just started. And New Zealand are about four for about 300 of. Now, I don't know if you saw the pitchbacks, but it was greener than the, my backyard out there. And yeah. it, was, it was pretty, it was pretty, like, I thought it was going, what's this? This is not testing it. If, you, if you're dishing up a pitch, don't make it too, and they, West Indies like to be bold. And it did enough for a few overs and after that it was an absolute road. So, you know, I just go, well, what are we making? A lawn strip or are we going to make it, a, a, you know, a concrete strip? And I think if the, the curators, curators need to make, as I've written before as well about the shield, as well, I've said, what should be alarmed by the, the, the cricket that's been over the, that second round of cricket. And I think we should be because we don't want run fests. We want games where the ball's doing enough. We want batsmen to be, you know, tested. And I think, I think people need to realise this. When Australia played England last year in the Ashes, that was the best time I think I've seen Australia ever play in England. And that's because, yeah. you know, we had we had that, you know, lead up where we were playing on decks where it was doing enough. And I think if Australia want to be number one in the world, and just to my name, you, the, the Test Championship final is going to be played at Lords. So if you want to win it at Lords... Yeah, you got to win. You got to win every game every well. So you know, I don't. I don't think we're going overseas anytime soon with the COVID situation, or we might be. It might be in a bubble or whatever. But you know, if we play against England or a South Africa or a New Zealand, and you know, the ball's going to do enough for a few times, 
a lot of those batsmen are going to be exposed. So it's better if I'd rather see the curator go, right, I'm going to make the pitch swing. And I don't care if the game finishes. I would rather see a game go for three days where both batsmen, have, most teams make over 200-ish. The bowler's taken a few wickets. The spinner got a little run at the end. And everyone goes, oh, this is a good game of cricket. Well, at the moment, we're seeing just run fests. Even the one-day format, I think, that's the concern. It's just all for the batsmen. It's not for the bowls. And, you know, you look at the scoring over the, the SCG, 700 runs in both games. Like, yeah, you, you want, you know, 10 hmm. years ago, 15 years ago, the ball was swinging around at the SCG in, with a white cooker. So do you think the ball's a problem? Because, yes, the pitch was flat, but the ball wasn't swinging. So I think, what do you, what do you, what do you... What I'll say is that the ball issue is that they shouldn't give them two new balls. I don't think that it's a bit stupid how that, the, oh, we need to have two new balls because, uh, because we don't want the bowler bowling reverse swing. Well, you want reverse swing. Uh, I think they need to get rid of that rule. Uh, they need to get rid of, they need to review the power plays. I don't think, uh, you know, look at the big bash, for example. How silly is that with the, you know, Oh, we're going to have a. Well, you can, now that a batsman can choose when they can have the power play. Well, what is this? Gimmicky cricket or pure yeah. cricket? So, you know, I think the power play system doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, the first 10 overs, you can only have these so many people out. You know, like that, you know, what, what do you want? The batsman to go really hard from ball one, or do you want an actual game, a pure contest of cricket and bat and ball? So, you know, the one, the, and, the, and the World Cup from last year will show you that. that you know, you didn't need to make 400 to win. And I think a lot of people were thinking that it didn't happen because the curators dished up wickets that did enough. And I think that's the issue. And I think it's not the curator's fault. I think it's just Australia, unfortunately, and also the SCG was extremely warm over the weekend. So, of course, they're going to dish up a road because they've got to water it about five different times to yeah. make sure the pitch I has enough water in it and all that as well. So it doesn't help there as well. And then, and then, and then this is where the concern is as well is that our climate is getting warmer and, you know, you can bring, you know, the argument of climate change into this as well. Well, how we'll be able to, you know, keep pitches going in 30-odd years' time. And, you know, yes. and this is the problem as well, Max, is that you go, okay, it's all good and dandy to say, oh, we want a green deck, but if there's no water, uh, how are we going to go trying to dish up a, a, a pitch in, you know, so many years' go. time? There I think that that's, I mean, and that's where the proof in the pudding came, Max, on Saturday and Monday night at the SCG, just absolute pure roads because it was so hot and they didn't get time to develop the pitch to be what they wanted. And I bet you if you ask the curator, what do you want the pitch to be on, on Saturday? Oh, I wanted to do a bit for early on for the bowlers and then want to make sure the batsmen have a few runs in it. And then, uh, unfortunately, they couldn't do that because it's so hot and they had to develop the pitch earlier and earlier. And if you, as you know, Max, if you develop a pitch earlier and earlier... Uh, it's going to become flatter than flatter yeah. by the time games start. So well, I think that's the that's the that's the issues. Yeah, it's a it's a funny point that it's mm-hmm. cricket could be very political in twenty years time, and there could be a whole thing about climate change and um and how <laughs> if if we're going to live in this climate where it's getting hotter and hotter, don't expect. <laughs> the bowls are going to have a very tough time and there's going to be a lot of bowlers out there supporting climate change for the better, not for the worse. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's a good prediction to make. Um, but I'll go back to how we got to this conversation. Sean Abbott yeah. and uh, him playing test cricket, I think they could definitely pick him um, and they could pick him at the G where it's typically been a bit flatter recently. 
and uh, take out a batsman and just pick the extra bowler. And Sean Abbott can bat as well. So, yep. and you also got yeah. a few of the others that can bat. So, I like your thinking. And um, oh, the, you know, that's um, go check out the article if you haven't. But um, that's a uh, that could definitely come true, Patrick. Um, yeah. And um, look, as you said, it's um, I think I think the in short form cricket. Oh, like I want to see the ball swinging. The ball swinging at the start is is awesome. Yeah. Um, I want the look. I like the pitches to be f- flat. I don't want them to be in like I don't. I don't. You don't want you know scores of two hundred and twenty in short form. You, you want the pitch to be flat, but you want the ball to swing to, to give the bowlers a chance at the start. And I don't know. I reckon the white balls they they don't do enough early in regard. It with the swing, especially in those first two one days, uh, in the third one day, I did a bit of swing at the start of the game, um, but yeah, I think the ball should needs to be swinging a bit more. Uh, so, I think that's an issue with maybe the manufacturing of the balls. Who knows? We we uh, that that's that's a question that needs to be asked and tested and all that. Um, but certainly in Test cricket, um, that's where. Um, the curators definitely. I want them to sort of step up and look. It's a tough job. I remember seeing the pitch in Perth. I think it was. It was green, and you go, yeah. "Wow, this is going to do a bit." Uh, and yeah. it did actually. It did, but um, it, it was still pretty flat in the end. So it's it's not an easy job. Um, but mm-hmm. but look, I, I'll put the faith in them, and it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. And, and that's that's part of the game of cricket, seeing how the pitch plays. And uh, we're going to go through it again this summer and see all the grounds around the country, how each of them play. And um, it's, it's the art of cricket. It's, uh, it's a great game and uh, I look forward to seeing it. Um, but um, I think that that's all. That pretty much wraps us up for today, Patrick. Uh, any last words from you? No, no. All good, Max. Uh, that's very good. Very great conversation. And uh, thanks for having me on again, mate. Pleasure, Patrick. And uh, thanks for coming on. And that was Patrick Morrow, one of our regulars on the show. Uh, We thank him once again for sharing his great insights uh, on a number of different things happening in the sporting world. So that wraps up our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Plenty there to discuss and uh, have a think about. So uh, I hope we've uh, entertained you for a short period of time. uh, And I hope that you have a great weekend and uh, enjoy your sport. Uh, So thanks for tuning in to the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM.